y'all. Thank you for braving the weather and getting out. Uh, the weatherman says it's supposed to be some flurry stuff going on here in a little bit, and so we're going to warm it up so it don't do that, you know. Let the Holy Spirit just come and, and warm the place up. Hey, let me remind you real quick, Sunday night, of course, is our annual business meeting. I want to encourage all voting members, be sure and be here. Uh, we're we're kind of narrowing down. I'm getting yeses and noes back from those that have been nominated, and uh, I'll be able to let you know Sunday morning for positive, uh, those that have been nominated, and so... Uh, it's exciting. Uh, it's an exciting time as we make our decisions on leadership for our church. And so you guys be in prayer uh, just for the will and for the plan of God. That's what we want more than anything else, obviously. And so we want to worship the Lord, but we're going to receive an offering. I have some, some awesome ushers that are here tonight. They look like they mean business, so y'all better dig deep tonight. I'm just telling you, a couple of rough-looking fellas up here to take the offering. Or deacons, anyway. That's, that works. <laughs> hey, let's ask the Lord to bless it. What do you say? Father, we love you. And God, we're honored to be able to be called sons and daughters. And we ask you, Lord, to, to meet with us tonight as we come into your house. And, and we lift our voices to sing your praise. Lord, we pray that you would just come and inhabit those praises. And Lord, be glorified. Bless this offering tonight, God, for every intended purpose. And Lord, we give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you in your giving. Y'all get up on your feet. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with the song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears. Gone. Sing that with me. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with the song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fear is gone. And I'm no longer. chosen me love has called my name and I've been born again into your family your blood flows through my veins and I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear. Yes, I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. No, I am a child of God. Sing that again. I'm no Child of God. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. 
And I 
Surely the presence of the Lord is in this room. Come on, can you blend your hearts and your voices all together? He's here to inhabit our praise, whether it, it comes in the form of a mighty rushing wind or it comes in the form of a still small voice, He's here. Will you join me tonight in just loving on Him? Father, God, how we praise You. Lord, how we bless You. Lord God, how we adore You and exalt You. You're merciful, You're mighty, You're... You're worthy of our praise, O oh Lord. All of the worship and the glory and the honor and the tribute. Lord, it's only due to You. You're the only one worthy. God, You're precious to us. You're our rescue, our, our defender. You're our help and our hope. You're our shield and our buckler. You're the high tower, Lord, into which we run. Lord, the only thing we have to do is cry out. The only thing we need to do, Lord, is pray, worship, and just be still. And you, Lord, are our defender. God, I bless you for it. God, I praise you for it. God, I adore you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, what a precious Spirit of God. Amen. Let's give him a hand clap of praise if you wouldn't mind, please. Amen. God bless y'all as you're seated. Thank the Lord. Ah, oh, what a beautiful worship set, sister. You guys are incredible. You always do such an outstanding job. I love and appreciate you so very much. Thank y'all for being here. Thank you for getting out on this Wednesday night. I love you. I appreciate you. Uh, grateful, grateful for your attendance tonight. I want to take a moment just to remind you of a few upcoming events, a few things that are going on. Uh, of course, uh, I made mention already of our annual business meeting. That's this coming Sunday night. Uh, I want to encourage everybody, especially uh, voting members, be sure and be here for that. Uh, coming up this Sunday also is our BGMC Sunday, and it's also Mission Sunday. Uh, we never want to differentiate. We want people to, to know and understand BGMC Sunday is Mission Sunday as well. And uh, so we bring our missions tithe and offering. We've got some exciting things planned for missions this year, guys. We uh, talked about some things this past Monday evening in our board meeting, and, and uh, we kind of brainstormed together uh, a bit. And, man, some great ideas came out of that. And, 
and I'm looking forward to some of the things we're going to do. And so uh, it, it's going to be an exciting year for missions at Lone Grove Assembly of God. And so if you're not involved with missions, you need to get involved with missions. If you don't know what missions is all about, well, uh, get with somebody who does. And uh, we're going to be explaining a lot more about missions in the coming days. And so be, be prepared, be ready. Uh, also, our Valentine's Banquet's coming up uh, February the 13th at 6 o'clock in the evening. Uh, tickets are for sale in the foyer uh, before and after services. Our youth are selling them uh, $15 a head or $30 a couple. Uh, that's a bargain. You know, if you can get it for $30, you, you know, anyway. Um, <laughs> they'll be selling them Sunday morning, and so be sure and get with one of our youth. Uh, Brother Chasen and I talked about it today, and brisket's going to be on the menu and all the fixings that go with that. And so uh, we're excited about that. And so just be prepared. Prime timers, uh, we're rolling out of here at 10.30 on a Saturday uh, morning. If you're riding the van, please sign up. Uh, if you're not riding the van, please sign up. If you're watching at home and haven't signed up, please uh, let Miss Faith know. Uh, so that we can make arrangements with the restaurant. We're going to be going to Smoking Joe's, and uh, you can either meet us there at 11 o'clock or we're going to leave here around 10.30. And uh, so if you could uh, be here uh, to, ready to go. Uh, we did get our church van back. I know many people were asking the question. We had sent them off to get the repairs done with catalytic converters uh, replaced. We got the first one back. The other one's still in the shop. And uh, they're locked up, man. We, we've got cattle guards and electric fences and shock collars and uh, machine gun batteries, you know, surrounding the vans right now. So those guys come back to steal them again. They're really in trouble is all I can tell them. And so uh, be, <laughs> be praying to hedge protection around our church vans, please. And uh, if you're riding a van, please let us know. Uh, I've heard you have a good chauffeur. And so come and, come and go with us, okay? Uh, I want to go to the Lord tonight in prayer. Um, but I always like to begin with, with praise reports. Uh, the ladies met together this past week and, and had a, a great heart-to-heart -heart meeting. Uh, my understanding was somewhere around the neighborhood of 10 ladies that were there. And so I uh, had a good time. They've got some, uh, some things working that the girls are excited about doing this year as well. Uh, getting outside the four walls of the church. And so, uh, ladies, I want to encourage you to be involved, be a part of women's ministry and uh, it's, it's very active, and so get involved in any way you can. Um, God's good to us. I think the Lord's services have been tremendous. Uh, he's been meeting with us mightily. You know, we have church on Sunday night. Those are good services as well, and so uh, I want to invite everybody to be a part of our Sunday night services and, and our Wednesday night services. God's, God's moving. God's doing good stuff, and so come be a part. Prayer request tonight. Uh, of course, we want to be praying for our nation so many crazy things that are going on right now in our nation. Uh, I know that, you know, to the sidebar, we always, we've always had on our sidebar uh, to pray for peace in Israel, to pray for our country, our leaders, our military, the salvation of our lost loved ones, our schools, and our policemen and firemen. Uh, it seems like most of the headlines over the last several days have been in, in regard to our police officers around our nation. Uh, I would ask you guys to say an extra special prayer for all the police officers uh, it seems like they're under attack right now. Uh, in the last several days, I've known of at least three uh, that I've heard about in the news reports that have been ambushed and shot. 
And uh, I believe there's probably even more than that uh, that we haven't uh, heard about just yet. And so uh, I don't know exactly what the craze is to, to come against our police officers, um, but I, I know that the enemy's behind that. And uh, so we want to pray over them and, uh, and pray, just pray God's hedge of protection around about our police officers, our firemen as well. Uh, they need protection, but uh, especially for our police officers. We're still praying for Garen. Any updates, sis? Is he doing good? Sister Julie? A little bit better every day. And so we're going to keep praying until he's 100% better. And, uh, and, and on his way home, still praying for Bud and for Betty, uh, lifting them up to the Lord every day. Uh, Brother Bobby's still praying for complete recovery for that shoulder. I know uh, he's still uh, going through the, the healing process, and so lift him up. Still praying for Sister Marla's foot. Uh, if she'd quit kicking Dave, I think her foot would get so much better. Uh, but uh, we're, we're still praying for it every day. Praying for you too, David. Uh, we, we know you need healing from the kickings. And so uh, praying for you every day. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of different needs and names. I never want to, uh, you know, not pay attention to one more than another. But uh, I know you guys have the opportunity to grab a prayer list. If you haven't been taking a prayer list from the information booth or a bulletin, man, grab one of those. It, it keeps you informed in what's going on. I know the announcements are on the projector overhead, but sometimes you get home and you go, now what time was that and when was that and what day was that? That's the reason we've got the bulletin and the prayer list. And so grab those and, and pray over that daily if you would, please. And, and remember, remember our friends and loved ones. Let me give you guys a minute to add needs or names that are going on. What can we pray with you about? Miss Betty. Wow. Okay. We're praying for him. He'll be staying with me for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to play nurse for a while, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll be praying for Grandma Betty now. And so be, be praying for a safe return home tomorrow and, and everything. Yeah, I'm not going to get to go. My son ordered me not to go. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. You better listen to it. <laughs> and so uh, we, we want you to be safe, especially. <laughs> And that's a good idea. Amen. I like that. I like that. What else tonight? Anybody else? Praise reports, prayer requests, anything at all? Anyone else? Brother T. Randy Bill's having surgery on the, on the knee next Wednesday. Really? Well, Randy, go You tattled on him. See, he told me he was doing it, but he didn't tell me when. So we'll be praying for him for sure. Anything else? Am I forgetting anybody or leaving anything else off? Okay. I know there's still several of our, our church family that, uh, that have been affected by COVID. Uh, we want to be praying for them, just complete healing. Guys, this stuff's going away. Yep. Amen. I said, guys, this stuff's going away. It, it can't stay on our land forever. It's got to be lifted. And uh, our, our God is the God of deliverance, and He's going to deliver our nation from this old horrible COVID stuff. And so be praying with us that uh, it, it goes away quickly, and all of our friends and loved ones that are suffering with it, they're healed uh, quickly uh, as well. Why don't we stand tonight, take these needs and these names to the Lord. We serve a faithful God, church. Let's pray together tonight. Father, we love you. God, we thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be together in your house. Thank you for your word, Lord. 
Uh, thank you that it's true and that it's alive. Uh, Father, I pray tonight that, that you'd be with every need and every name here upon this prayer list. God, we pray especially tonight for our police officers. God, we speak a hedge protection around and about them. We ask you, Lord God, to guard over them on every call that they make, on every tra traffic stop they make. Lord, I pray that you'd keep them safe. And, and God, I pray for the violence that's rising up in our nation. Lord, I, I pray that it, there be a time of deliverance. God, may, it, may, may you have control over the, the lives and the minds of the evil that's, that's going on in the world. God, I, I know that you're greater than, you're better than, you're more than the enemy who would rise up against us. And, and Father, we release the power of the Holy Spirit uh, across this land. And we ask you, Lord God, right now, for deliverance for the United States of America. I pray for my brother Randy as he goes in this coming week for, for surgery on his knee. I pray, Lord, that you'll be with him every step of the way. I pray for a speedy recovery, Lord God. I pray for a, a healing power to be poured out upon his body. Uh, and Lord God, that you leave nothing out. Lord, please leave nothing undone that you want to do. But Lord God, you minister healing from the bottom of his feet and to the top of his head and, and Lord, every part in between. God, I pray for our friends and our family members who are struggling with COVID. Lord, let COVID be completely eradicated from our land. Uh, Father, we give you the praise ahead of time for who you are. And God, we thank you for what you're going to do. We give you all the glory. We give you all the thanks and the praise because we ask it in Jesus' name. And therefore, we expect it done in that same strong name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise together tonight if you wouldn't mind. Amen. God bless you as you're seated. Serve a good and mighty God tonight, church. I love Him. I praise Him. I, I want to jump directly into the Word tonight. I know uh, we, we've got a lot to, to cover tonight in the Word. I've got a whole lot that the Holy Spirit's laid on my heart. And so would you join me one more time where you're seated and let's just give, him, let's just give the Lord praise right there where you're at. Father, we again come before you to thank you and praise you. Lord, we lift our hearts and our voices to declare your goodness. Father, your mercy, your grace, and the strength and the peace we find in you. Lord, it's infinite. It's unending. It's, it's unrelenting and un, uh, unending. God, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. I'm thankful tonight for the peace we find in Jesus. How many would agree with that tonight? Uh, in, in the word of the Lord, when the prophet Isaiah was, was prophesying about the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6, he said, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a Savior is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and this is the important one, Prince of Peace. How many would agree tonight Jesus is still Prince of Peace in the world today? See, I, I believe we all in this room together tonight would, would come to the agreement, and I think we all would agree that, that the world that we're living in tonight is in a, a desperate need of peace to come upon it, right? There, there's so much turmoil, there's so much conflict that's going on in the world today. It, it only takes turning on the television to know that, that the world needs peace, right? It only takes turning on the computer or picking up a newspaper and reading it uh, to understand that the world that we're living in is, is in a desperate need of peace to come and overshadow the evil intentions that are going on in the world. And the reality is this, guys. If, if we allow ourselves to become consumed with, with all of the things that are going on around us, if we allow ourselves to dwell upon that all the time, how many understand we probably would lock ourselves in the house and never come out again if that's all we focused on. 
Now, now I know we might think that's just a little bit silly or, or, or say, oh, come on, preacher, you're stretching it. We, we're not going to lock ourselves in the house and never come out again. But, but here, your pastor tonight, for some people, that's an absolute reality. For some folks, that's an absolute truth. They're so overwhelmed by the events that are going on around them. They're so overwhelmed with anxiety and turmoil that's happening in the world. They can't lay their head on their pillow at night and rest well. Amen? I know people like that. You guys know people like that. We, we encounter folks like that on a continual basis that, that the only thing they think about, the only thing they dwell on is all the turmoil, all the upset. And, and, and because of that, their, their spirit and, and anxiety is turning and churning inside of them continually. Many people today are so gripped with fear and anxiety that, that the thought of, uh, of being in a large group of people overwhelms them. Many people will stray away from going to a grocery store. Many people will stray away from going to a, a sporting event. Many people will stray away from going to a, a, a worship setting all because the, the anxiety of being around a large crowd overwhelms them. I can't be around that many people. I've just got to stay away, right? And the, the sad truth is sometimes even Christians can fall into the trap of the enemy and become so consumed with fear or so consumed with anxiety that it can cripple or hinder people from being who God has called them to be and doing what God has called them to do. Even as Christians, sometimes we live our lives and become so overwhelmed with fear and anxiety and worry. Church, I've got good news tonight. God didn't create a spirit of fear inside of us. God didn't call us to have anxiety or worry or doubt or depression or dread upon our lives. I believe tonight that it's possible to overcome fear, anxiety, worry, and dread. How many believe that in this room tonight? See, I believe that we're called to be overcomers of not just a few things, but I believe we're called to be overcomers of anything and all things. How many believe that tonight? See, the Bible's pretty clear that the, the Lord calls us to be overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We overcome the enemy of our soul, right? But, but listen, it doesn't end there. That's not the stopping place. God wants us to overcome every area of our life. And I believe we can even overcome fear and anxiety and worry and dread. And it can all be done through the power of prayer. That's where we're going. Find your Bibles if you would. We're going to the book of Philippians. I want to talk to you about finding peace through prayer. Yes, amen, amen, amen. I mean, know that peace is on the other side of prayer. Come on, amen. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4. I want to read verses 6 and 7 with you tonight. The word of the Lord says this. Be anxious for nothing. In other words, don't worry about anything. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. God, thank you for the opportunity to preach and to minister your word. God, I pray tonight that you'll come alive in this room in every heart and every mind. God, stir us to the place that anxiety, fear, worry, doubt, and discouragement, depression is gone and peace replaces it. God, let us understand that peace is found on the other side of our prayers. Lord, we trust you tonight. We give you all the glory. We ask it all in the strong anointed name of Jesus. And all of God's people agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Let's give him another hand clap if you wouldn't mind, please. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. 
I'm thankful tonight for the peace that we can find in the name of Jesus through prayer. How many believe that tonight? What we read and we find in the Word of God is that the topic of peace is something that's talked about quite a bit throughout the Word of God, right? From the Old Testament through to the New Testament, peace is a topic that comes up over and over and over and over again. In fact, when I did a word search today for the word peace, it came up 496 times in the Old Testament and the New Testament combined. 496 times the word peace is mentioned in the Scriptures. I think if the Lord says the word peace 496 times through a prophet, or He says the word peace 496 times through one of His apostles, then I believe it's something that the Lord would have us to have comprehension of today in our lives. I think God wants us to live and function in peace tonight. How many believe that? The, the, word, the Hebrew word for peace is actually shalom. We've talked about this before. When we were in Israel and, and, and people, uh, the, the Jewish people would, would pass one another on the road, uh, the, the greeting they would have would not be, Howdy, y'all, how you doing? You know, kind of like we would around here. Or, or, or what's up? They, they didn't have no those cool, cliche, uh, okey boy kind of sayings. Uh, the way that they would greet one another on the road as they would pass one another was shalom. Shalom, shalom was their normal greeting as they would pass one another. As they would, they, we would come on the bus every morning. Our, our tour guide every morning would greet us with the word shalom, which actually meant peace to you, peace to your life, peace to your day, peace in your walk every day uh, as you go throughout your life. Shalom's basic meaning is harmony and wholeness and soundness and well-being, success in every area of our life. Listen, I, I don't know about you, but it sounds like something we need in our lives every day. Shalom is what I want over my life every day. How about you? I believe we need wholeness, we need harmony, we need soundness, we need well-being. We need success in every area of our life. We need shalom to lay our head on our pillow at night and not have anxiety hanging over us all night long. We need to live in a place where our lives are not consumed with worry or doubt or anxiety or fear or dread. We need to know thoroughly and completely tonight. We need to have a greater understanding than ever before. It is not the will of God Almighty for His people to go through their life with fear or anxiety or worry or doubt or dread. God's will for your life is peace. How many believe that tonight? The reason Jesus came was to bring peace. And when Jesus left to go back to be with His Father, He said very clearly in John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus said, Don't worry about it. I'm giving you my peace, not the world's peace. Listen, we're not going to find peace in this old world today. How many believe that? You're not going to find peace in a big bank account. You're not going to find peace in a job. You're not going to find peace in the security of the United Nations or the government of the United States of America. We're not going to find peace in the bars that we're going to put on our window or a security system or more bullets and more guns. The only peace that we're going to have can come from one place. That's when we reach out for that true shalom and we reach out to the Lord and we cry out to Him in prayer and then we find peace. 
I believe we can reach out to our Heavenly Father anywhere, at any time. We can pray. We can talk to Abba Daddy. And through that prayer time, we can have peace ministered into our lives. Don't be upset about it. Pray about it. Don't worry about it. Pray about it. Don't dread it. Pray about it. Don't be afraid of it. Pray about it. Don't worry. Don't consume. Don't be filled with anxiety. Don't doubt. Don't discourage. Don't depress. Pray about it. And on the other side of that prayer is peace. I believe when we pray, we can find peace. There's some things I want to share with you tonight about how we can find peace through prayer. The very first thing is this, is we got to get rid of the fear. Boy, that should have come a thunderous ovation of amens from every corner. The dry bones should have risen up and said, yeah, we need to get rid of fear. come I wasn't getting no amens well here we go thank y'all you want me to start over again I can go back a couple of pages wow I'm so glad I've got an associate pastor that keeps my microphone turned on let me catch up just a little bit one of the things we can be sure about is that the perfect love of God cast out fear right But one of the things we also can be sure about is that the enemy uses fear as one of his favorite tactics. See, the enemy wants us to be so filled with fear that we become immobilized. Have you ever been frozen by fear? Can can I get a witness to anybody in the room? You've been so afraid of something that you just locked up. You you just got so scared that you couldn't go right, you couldn't go left, you couldn't couldn't go up, you couldn't go down. I I remember uh, Vonda telling me a story about one time that that her and Jamie were going prom dress shopping. This is how long ago this was. They went down to Dallas. What we had around Muskogee at the time wasn't good enough, so we was going to go to the big city, right? They was going to Dallas. And and I've shared with you before, Sister Vonda hates those high-rise overpasses, uh, and it just so happened that they got uh, had to go over one of them to go to the prom dress shop that they were going to. Jamie said, Mama got in the middle of the, the overpass, and she locked up. And she wouldn't touch the steering wheel. Tears were running down her face. She was scared out of her mind, and she couldn't do anything. And the only thing Vonda would say was, Jamie, you drive. Jamie, you drive. Jamie, you drive. <laughs> Jamie's sitting in the passenger seat. Vonda's the one driving, right? They're in Dallas traffic on a big giant overpass, and the only thing she can say is, Mama, you're going to have to do it. 
Sometimes fear gets so a hold of us that it immobilizes us, it grips us, and it stops us from doing what we're doing. Here's the sad truth. Sometimes as Christians, fear can get a hold of us and immobilize us and keep us from being who God's called us to be and doing what God's called us to do. The Word of the Lord here tells us to be anxious for nothing. I like the way the Message Bible reads it in verse 6. It says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Boy, that's pretty down to earth, ain't it? Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Fret and worry and anxiety and fear and dread, they're all basically the same thing. They're alive from the enemy trying to make us stop in our tracks and keep from going forward for the Lord. Remember with me, one of, one of my favorite acronyms that I like to share with you continually is, is fear. Fear is false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. The enemy wants to lie to you and make that false evidence look like it's an absolute truth. But how many understand if it's coming from the enemy, it's a lie straight out of the pits of hell. Well, you're sick and you're never going to get better. Well, you've got a, a hearing problem and it's never going to be healed. Well, that promise God made you is never going to come to pass. You're never going to have children. You're never going to get out of the financial situation you're in. You're never going to find true love. You're never going to this. You're never going to that. Listen, he's a liar and the father of all lies, so says Jesus. When we're living in fear and anxiety and worry, what we're actually doing is putting more faith in the lie of the devil than we are in the Word of God. Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own thing. Sufficient is the day of its own trouble. Listen, we need to remove the fear and the worry and the anxiety from our lives so that we may obey the Word of God fully. Verse 6 says, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, by your petition unto God. The word of the Lord says that we're supposed to turn our worry or our fear off. Turn our anxiety or our fear off and turn it into prayer. Again, don't worry about it. Don't fear about it. But pray about it. The word says in everything and in all things. How many know everything and in all things covers every area of your life? Don't worry about your finances. Don't worry about your relationships. Don't worry about your children or your grandchildren. Don't worry about your mama or your daddy. Don't worry about the, the situations or the circumstances. Don't worry about COVID. Come on, let's get real. Stop worrying about COVID. In all things, through supplication and prayer. Let your prayers be made known unto God. Don't be anxious for anything, but pray about it and let worry be gone. Amen. Whatever thing consumes you with fear, worry, or anxiety, you need to take it to God in prayer. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, We can cast all our cares on Him because He cares for us. Lord, I'm going to pray about it instead of worrying about it. God, I'm going to pray about it instead of staying up all night long. God, I'm going to pray about it instead of talking to everybody about it. God, I'm going to pray about it instead of fretting and worrying over it. God, it's yours and not mine. I cast it on you. The reality is tonight we find peace through prayer when we turn our fear into prayer. How do we find peace through prayer? we got to get rid of the fear. Get fear out of your life, church. 
One more thing I want to share with you about finding peace through prayer, and that's this. How do we do it? Well, we do it with thanksgiving. I mean, no, we ought to be thankful tonight. Again, verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Praise God. How many understand He honors an attitude of gratitude? God doesn't like the prideful. He doesn't like the arrogant. He doesn't like the boastful or or those that think they're self-made. We need to be thankful to God in everything and in all things. How many believe that tonight? If there's one thing that ought to set us apart as Christians, I believe it's this. I believe it's thankfulness. I believe Christians ought to be the most thankful people on planet Earth. We've got so much to be thankful for. How many are saved? Man, that's something to be thankful for. How many have ever been healed? Man, that's something to be thankful for. How many full of the Holy Ghost? Man, that's something to be thankful for. I've been delivered. I've been set free. I've had my feet set upon a solid rock. He went before me. He's my protector. He's my provider. He gave me his word as a lamp and a light. He gave me the Bible as a book of promises. Listen, friend, we we ought to be thanking God every moment of every day, all day long, just for the heart that's beating in our chest, the blood that's coursing through our veins, the, the body that he blessed us with. We ought to thank God for the food on our table, the drink that we've got. We ought to thank God for every sunrise and every sunset. We ought to be thankful for continually. But the Bible says when we pray, let it be done with thanksgiving. What's that look like? God, I thank you for the gift of your only begotten Son. I thank you that you sent him to be my Lord, to be my Savior. Lord, I thank you that you sent him that by his stripes I am healed. Lord, I thank you that he poured out the good gift of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I thank you that I'm not an orphan. He said he'd never leave me. He said he'd never forsake me. Father God, I thank you in all things. I give you thanks. God, I've got so much to thank you for. What if I don't feel like it, Pastor? What if my body doesn't say I'm healed, Pastor? Well, hear your pastor tonight. Even when you don't see it, even when you don't feel it, even when you don't heal it, even when the thing you're praying for hasn't happened yet, yes, you should still be thankful because the promises of God are yes and amen and truly the answer has been dispatched. Surely the answer is on its way. The reality is as we begin to pray and bring our petitions before God with thanksgiving, what we're actually doing are two different things. When you're telling God, thank you, Lord, that I am saved. Thank you, God, that I am healed. The first thing we're actually doing is is building up our own faith and we're building up the faith of them people around us, right? Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Lord, I thank you that I am healed. Lord, I thank you that I am saved. Lord, I thank you that I have been delivered. God, I thank you that you're my provider. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God Almighty. And when I begin to bring my petitions before God and give Him thanks for what He is doing or what He is going to do in my life, what it's actually doing is hitting in my ears. If you don't pray out loud, you ought to. That's in the dictionary, you ought to. If you don't pray out loud, you should. If you're not praying out loud so that you can hear it yourself, friend, you need to begin. Praying out loud makes a difference in your own life. It lodges in your ears. I also believe it puts the devil on notice, but that's a whole other sermon. But not only does it lodge in your ears as you're praying, Lord, I thank you that I am healed. Or you're praying over one of your children, God, I thank you that by the stripes my baby is healed. 
What it's doing is, is building up your faith, but it's building up their faith as well. When we hold God accountable and we say, Lord God, I thank you, Lord, for the promise of your word, what we're actually doing is it's building up our faith and it's building up the faith of the people around us. But another thing happens when we do that as well. It's a reminder to the Lord that of the promises that he's doing in our lives. It brings it to his remembrance, right? Right. There's nothing wrong with reminding God. God does not have a short memory. He hasn't forgotten. But there's no problem with God by saying, Lord, I want to remind you, you said you weren't willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, God, that applies to my friends. That applies to my family. That applies to my coworkers. God, I just want to remind you, right? In other words, Lord, I just want to remind you of a promise that you made. Father, I know that you're faithful. Father, I know that you're good. I still need that promise in action in my life today. When we pray a prayer of thanksgiving, what we're actually doing is reminding God, Lord, I want to thank you for your healing power. I want to thank you for your saving grace. God, I want to thank you for your power to protect. God, you hadn't forgotten me. God, you haven't forsaken me. God, you said, God, you said, God, you said. And Lord, I want to be reminded of that myself, and I want to remind you of it as well. We have a reason to be thankful. The promises of the Word of God are yes and amen. And when we pray, we need to not be curmudgeon with God. God, I I just don't know if you're able to do this or not. No, we need to do it with a spirit of thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you that you're going to fulfill every promise, every line, every jot, every tittle. God, you're going to do it just like you said you would. How do we find peace through prayer? We do it with thanksgiving in our heart. One more way we need to find peace through prayer, and that's this. We need to allow that peace to become a guard over our hearts and our lives. Look at verse 7. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding doesn't even make sense. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. I'm so thankful tonight He's the hedge of protection around my life. Yes, amen. Today in the life we're living, we're, we're blessed with. But the truth is, there's a lot of trouble in this old world we live in today, right? Yeah. We're, we're blessed with the world. I, I, I remind you continually, we're the generation that's going to get to see the return of the Lord. I, I believe we're a blessed generation. We're, we're getting to see fulfillment of end time things and, and we're going to be the generation that's here when the Lord returns. We're a blessed, blessed people. But, but the truth is, in the life we're living, there's a lot of problems that are going on around as well. Uh, we're, we're either bringing trouble into our own lives or, or some outside circumstances is bringing trouble into our lives. Can I get a witness in the room tonight? The truth is that That in this life, we're going to have trouble. In this life, we're going to have problems. In fact, Jesus said in John 16, 33, in the world, you'll have tribulation. And here's the the part that's going to get us all to do the Jericho march. You ready to get up and start? We're either just coming out of a problem, or we're just going through a problem, or we're just coming out of a problem. We're either in one, we're going through one, or we're coming out of one. But problems come and go. Problems are kind of a constant in life. That's what Jesus said. As long as we're in this old world, we're going to have problems, right? So wait a minute, preacher. How in the world 
You just told me that the peace of God is supposed to guard my heart and my mind. The peace of God, which is supposed to go beyond all comprehension or understanding. The peace of God that's not even supposed to make sense. It's a radical peace that, that you can't even explain to somebody why you have peace in the situation you're in. With all the trouble, how can you have peace in the world? Well, I believe we've got to go back to the rest of that scripture in John 16, 33. Yeah, Jesus said, in the world you'll have tribulation, but he also said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. In the world we'll have tribulation. In the world we'll have problems. And, uh, in life, in the economy, in, in our health, in our marriages, in our finances, we're going to have problems. But Jesus said, we could still go ahead and be of good cheer. Man, he loves you. He cares about you. And I believe we can find peace through prayer in the fact that we can know that, that He is there for us. He loves me. He knows about my needs. He's going to take care of my need. In Luke 12, 22 and 23, uh, He said to His disciples, Therefore I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat, or nor about your body, what you're going to put on. Life is more than the food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn. But God feeds them. And how much more value are you than the birds? Come on. He cares about you. He cares about the things you care about. He cares about your rising up and your lying back down. He cares about the needs that are going on in your life. Now, you tell me. The God that I care about, even in the situation in the midst of the world's tribulation, the problems and the turmoil and the upset spirits and the, the, the things that are going on in the world, will my God turn His back on one of His kids? There ain't no way. My God loves us. My, our, our God cares about us. Our, our God watches over us. Our God protects us and our God provides us. Therefore, I can come to the understanding that when I cry out to Him, Daddy! Help me. He hears my cry. He answers my prayer. And peace should be the order of my life. Amen. That should guard my mind. It should guard my heart. Peace should be, peace should be so easy to find. Why is it not? Here, I'm going to get off course for a minute. Why is peace so hard to come by in the world today? Why? Why don't the church? I'm going to get on the middle of our toes. I'll get on the middle of my toes. Why, why can't we all have that peace that surpasses understanding? You know the way I break that scripture down? Peace that surpasses understanding. It means having peace in spite of situations that would, that would cause you not to have peace. The Bible says that we can have peace that surpasses understanding. I don't understand why you can have peace with the situations that are going on in your life. Why can you be calm in the midst of, uh, of turmoil? Why can you be calm uh, when, when the house is on fire? How can you be calm when the, the tornado's on its way? How can you be calm whenever all these things are falling apart around you, but still you have a calmness about you? Well, you have to go back to John 16, 33, right? Yeah. We're in relationship with the one who has overcome the world. And through my relationship with Him, I'm an overcomer as well by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Does anybody else besides me ever forget that? 
something will happen or some stupid news report or the leader of our country will do something ignorant. And you're going, Lord, what's going to happen? When I saw the reports about the two police officers that were shot, it broke my heart. And then another report came in this afternoon about another one that had been shot. It broke my heart. And you look at the turmoil and the craziness that's happening in our world and our society, and and it causes your peace to dissipate. But he overcame the world. Now, either he overcame the world or the world's overcoming him. Listen, I'm going to stick with that one. How about you? Thank you, Lord, that through you we're overcomers. I believe with all my heart tonight that peace through prayer can be found when we'll simply abide in the peace that will guard our hearts and minds, the truth of His Word, the truth of His promise. The truth is tonight, church family, we live in a world where it's not easy to to find peace. It's more simple to be caught up in worry and anxiety and fear and dread and doubt. But praise God, that's not the end of the story. Because the book of Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 says, We can be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, we can make our requests made known unto God, and the peace of God will surpass all understanding. It will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Thank God tonight we can remove fear, we can pray with thanksgiving, and we can allow peace to guard our heart and mind. Thank God tonight He can bring peace. I think it's time for the church to start praying some prayers that bring peace and not feed fear. I want to pray with you tonight. Father, thank You so much for Your Word. Thank You for the opportunity to minister Your Word. Every set of ears and every heart listening to this Word. Father, I pray tonight that You would help us to, to get the fear out and get the prayer in. Let us not worry about it. Let us not fear over it. Let us not dread it. Let us not be filled with anxiety or or doubt. But God, tonight, may we have faith-filled prayers in the name of Jesus Christ that will take us through to peace. Lord, walk with us through this day. Walk with us through this time now together tonight as we we come to You and, and pray prayers that minister peace. Lord, I pray that You meet with everyone And God, I give you glory for it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Heads bowed, eyes closed just for a quick second. I always uh, will and always have asked you about your relationship with the Lord. If you're in this room tonight and you need Jesus to save your soul. Pastor, that's me. I need Jesus to come into my heart. Would you simply lift your hand? I want to pray with you anywhere around this room tonight. Pastor, that's me. I just want to pray with you. That was the easy altar call. You ready for the tough one? Heads bowed and eyes closed. I want to ask you to be honest with with yourselves tonight. You don't have to to, to be honest with me, but between you and God, I'm going to ask you tonight, do you struggle with peace in your own life? Would you lift your hand? Boy, that's about 100%. Thank you, Lord. So I preached the right word to the right people. And so here's the altar call tonight. Peace can be found on the other side of a time spent in prayer. And so I invite you tonight, Miss Julie's going to find us uh, some altar music tonight, and I want to invite you just to spend a a little bit of time tonight, either here at the front of the church or to make an altar where you're at, but but let's spend some time tonight finding that peace on the other side of prayer. God bless you tonight as you pray.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can I testify real fast? Yes, please do, brother. Going on during, about your anxiety, about anxiety, you know, in the last year, you know, I, I did, I suffered anxiety pretty bad. I was taking a couple pills a day, and even at one time, I had to increase it. But I want to praise God tonight because I've been off of them pills for a long time. The anxiety's been healed in, my, healed in me, and no worry, no concern right there. Yesterday, you know what happened, you know what happened. Well, this morning I woke up and I kind of I immediately felt that wanting to come back up on me. And I said, no, it's not gonna, I, I'm not going to take that medicine anymore. I don't need it. I'm going to trust and I'm going to rely on God. Amen. And so no medicine and walked in, walked in peace today. There's another young fellow in the room that wants to share a testimony as well. Brother Hubert. Well, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> I want to get up here where I can kind of look the people over. I, you know, uh, I'm thinking back a little bit, and uh, about two years and 12 hours ago, I was getting up out of bed, getting ready to come to church as I usually do on Sunday morning. Can you imagine? On the way to church, Lynn and I was talking and said, hey, Church, let's let's go to over to Ardmore, Chinese place, and have lunch. Hey, sounds good. Sounds good. Well, church shooting out about twelve thirty, so uh, we come on up here and, and uh, go to church. And when we get up here, we find Jill and Dan is going to be baptized. Now stop and think about that. That's going to be another thirty minutes. <laughs> what would have happened? If Jill and Dan had not been baptized, that's right. Me and Linda would have been on the way to Ardmore at 55, 60 miles an hour. And y'all know what happened yep. all of a sudden. Yes. Okay? What could have happened? I mean, thank you so many. Yeah. There could have been a half a dozen people killed. Yeah. Yeah. So they could have been a half dozen people killed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't praise God, so we go ahead and watch Jill and, and, and uh, Dan get baptized. And I thought, boy, this is January the 26th, and that baptistry water is surely going to be cold. And I thought, oh, I said it's going to be warm. And I thought, well, how am I going to know? And I thought, well, if it was cold, it'd both squeal when it was warm. So we went through the baptismal, and everything went good. I mean, it was good. And incidentally, you preached everything that I've got to think about tonight. And so uh, it's over with, 7, uh, 12, 30, 1 o'clock, I don't know. I know everything's going on. I'm feeling good. So we get ready, we walk out to the car, and I, I open the door. I remember opening the door. But that's all I remember. Anything I'm saying from now on, I'm told. I, first of all, then I started screaming. And uh, don't leave me, don't leave me. Well, just two weeks ago, she tried to keep me And he come over, now I can 
told you, I'm telling you things. I don't know nothing about this. When I went out, I hit the floor. I hit the concrete with my head. But I'm told all that my prayer partner, old Joey, come over and picked my head up off of the concrete and started telling me, you breathe. Judy was checking my pulse, of which she said my heart quit beating a couple of times, two or three times. Mm -hmm. Now, if, you, if I could go back 40 years, I could tell you why I didn't die, but I can't get in. I mean, I ain't got time to get in. <laughs> but I still make the same statement. I never die of a heart attack. I'm going to die sometime, but it's not going to be of a heart attack. And I need to go back 40 years to tell you why, how I know that. But anyway, well, now I'd love to have a video of all this. But anyway, Cher come over and you talk about she gave me a work over. <laughs> I mean, I, I went to the doctor and they loaded me up kind of carried me down to uh, then and the doctor couldn't operate on me for three days. Now, I don't know where that was totally or not, but that was the truth. But then Amanda come over and give me mouth to mouth. <laughs> and then, now I, I wrote this down so I kind of remember. Pam Hunter come over and, and she had some material, I think, to help to bring me back. But anyway, I come while I was in the hospital. Uh, my man and, and her husband uh, come down and, and uh, I was looking at her and I said, man, what's it like giving an old man mouth to mouth? Bobby spoke up and said, oh, I think that she just kissed him. <laughs> <laughs>
smelled gas. And so gas company came and shut off our, shut off our gas. Well, my daughter-in-law told me that at Christmas a year ago she smelled gas. We had burned so many fires in that fireplace with a gas leak. You talk about protection. Amen. fella right there have had more than one discussion on more than one occasion on God being in control. Yeah. Is God in control? Is yeah. God in control? Yeah. And, and Brother Hubert, uh, you know, has, has told me before, man, Pastor, uh, if God's in control, things are sure in a mess. He sure got things tore up. Um, and, and, you know, our ending conversation always would be God's in control to the level that people will allow him to be in control, right? And, and we agree on that 100%. And on that day, when I walked in his uh, hospital room for the very first time to go see him after all this happened, he looked up at me and he said, Pastor, I guess the Lord was in control that day, wasn't he? <laughs> and so he sure enough was. Yeah. Do you know what we've done? We, we just did what we talked about through the Word tonight, right? Yeah. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. All these testimonies of the faithfulness of God have done nothing but prove the point and increase our faith. That house could have blown up. That man could have passed away. Uh, that man could still be on medication for anxiety. And, and I'm sure we could go around the room and there's so many other praise reports that have just happened this year or, or over the last couple of years that we could brag on God about that build our faith and help us to find peace even in the midst of turmoil, even in the midst of when we're crying and saying, Hubert, don't leave me, we can still find peace in knowing God hears and answers our prayers. Yeah. I want to pray over you guys one more time. Father, I love you. God, I thank you. Lord, how you put a bow on top of everything on your word. And Lord, I thank you that, that you walk before us. And God, there's peace found in you. Walk with my family this week. God, I love these people so very much. They're my brothers and they're my sisters. Keep them safe from harm. And Lord, I'll give you the praise for all of it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Love you guys. God bless you.